So I've been at the beach all week with my wife's family. Uh, it's a trip they do every year and uh, went to Hilton Head. And I've had time there to think and reflect on the sermon this morning. And I got to tell you what I'm about to say, I want to admit, is polarizing. Um, we can have pretty strong opinions about things in this life. And uh, I saw that in our family this past week. Uh, in this particular topic, I think you're either on one side or the other. And um, there's hardly any middle ground. And I'm going to ask you to identify in just a minute. But I, I think there's just, there's those people who like going out in the ocean and then those people who don't. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Okay, will you identify? If you like to go out in the ocean, would you raise your hand? Look around. You need to know who you're in this place with. Uh-huh. Since before I was born, there's an early convert right there. If you don't, if that's not your thing, you don't like getting out in the ocean. Anybody willing? Yeah? Mm-hmm. There may be some middle ground people in here. I don't know. Or people who just didn't want to raise their hand. I love it. I love going out in the ocean. Always have, I think. Um, I just love the feeling of walking out into the water, feeling my toes in the sand, and not knowing what I'm going to find when I get out there as I work my way out deeper and deeper. And you never know what's waiting for you. Each day, it depends on maybe the weather or the season, and you feel the waves hitting you and the current pulling on you. I just have this feeling that I'm connecting with something deeper, bigger, vast, teeming with life. I really enjoy bringing, I've enjoyed bringing my kids and then on this trip, also nieces and nephews sort of out into the ocean with me who maybe weren't so sure about what they were going to get into out there. I also love to dig in the sand out in the ocean with my feet and see what I can find. Anybody on this train? Yeah. And I mean, we, I was finding hermit crabs, sand dollars, starfish. I mean, you just never know what you're going to discover we got out there one day and the water was nice and calm and I stood there long enough and I got discovered. <laughs> I could feel the fish bumping up against me. And for some of us, that's just exciting. And for some of us, that is like, get me away from any of that. But I enjoy it. Exploring the depths of the ocean fills me with awe and draws me in, makes me curious. And I think it's much the same way with God and with our faith. In fact, there's a passage of Scripture where I hear the Apostle Paul telling his protege Timothy the same kind of thing. And he's not talking about the ocean. He's talking about his faith. 
but I relate it to my experience. I want to read it for you. It's 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. And when I finish reading it, I want to ask you to affirm it with me together. I'll say this is the word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks be to God. All right. We listen to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. This is what Paul wrote to Timothy. But you must continue with the things you have learned and found convincing. You know who taught you. Since childhood, you have known the holy scriptures that help you to be wise in a way that leads to salvation through faith that is in Christ Jesus. Every scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for showing mistakes, for correcting, and for training character so that the person who belongs to God can be equipped to do everything that is good. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We are right in the middle of a series of sermons this month that we're calling I Love My Church or I Heart My Church. Just sort of a reminder and revisiting the things that we love about our church. And a couple of weeks ago, we started with the fact that my church worships. We worship together, and I love that about my church. And it was the July 4th weekend. We had our musical theme that morning was patriotic, and we worshiped God together. And last week, Pastor Stacy preached about how we love our church because my church serves. And it was Bluegrass Sunday. I hope that you were here to experience that. I watched it online, but Warren, thank you for blessing us with your talents, your daughter's talents, and the band that you brought with you. And now, this morning, we're going to turn to another reason that we love our church. I love my church because my church learns. And our musical style this morning is, uh, is uh, English, European classical. Thank you. I've been on vacation all week. I love my church because my church learns. My church explores the depths of faith, kind of like I enjoy exploring the depths of the ocean. And in this particular passage of Scripture, Paul is reminding and encouraging young Timothy about the joy and the power of continuing in growing in the faith that he has learned. I don't know if you noticed, but the verses that I read started with the word but. Whenever you see a but, there's a reason that it's there. And if you were to read what precedes this in chapter 3, you would see Paul saying essentially this. Timothy, understand that in the last days, it'll be dangerous times. There will be people who are unkind, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, contrary, and critical. They will look religious but they will deny God's power. It's interesting to me how sometimes the scripture transcends time and space and sounds like it was written for us today. But, he tells Timothy, continue in what you have learned and what you have been convinced that is true. Paul is sort of coaching 
and encouraging this young preacher and evangelist and leader and teacher that even in spite of the times where it may be so difficult and so challenging to make your way, don't stop plumbing the depths of your faith. Don't stop learning and growing. Kind of like I was doing with, uh, in particular, our daughter, uh, Ruthie Jean, we call her RJ, and, and even some of the cousins who had never really done that whole thing of getting out in the ocean and sticking your feet down in the sand and digging around. And, and I, was, I was teaching her how to do that. And I'd, we'd find a sand dollar somewhere and I'd put her foot right on where mine was. And I'd say, okay, now do you feel that right there? Okay, now, now dig your foot under there and see if you can grab it with your toes. And what I would typically do is grab it with my toes and pull that sand dollar up and get it with my hand. But she developed her own technique where she could hold it between both of her feet and like sort of leap up. I, I, don't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> she was explaining it to me and that's beyond my physical capabilities but it was working for her and, and man the first time she pulled her own sand dollar up out of the water. Just the look on her face. The joy and the amazement of what she had discovered. What she had accomplished. How she had grown. I'll never forget the look in her eyes in that moment I got to show her something teach her something about the depths of the ocean and what's wonderful about it just like Paul was showing Timothy something about the depths of our faith and exploring that and how wonderful that is I wonder if someone in here has been that for you Or have you been that for someone in here? That's something else that Paul said to Timothy. You know who taught you. You're in here probably to some extent because somebody in your life showed you something about the faith, about God about church somebody taught you something helped you to learn and understand and grow can we just take a second I want to invite you to think about who that is just right where you are one person you may have more than one Paul said to Timothy you know who taught you and he's saying to us you know who taught you They may be in here, they may not. They may be living, they may not. But they taught you, encouraged you, helped you to learn and grow, gave this to you. Could you even be as specific as to remember an experience or something in particular about the faith or about God or about you and life? that they gave you? Paul's drawing that out of Timothy in this moment and saying, it's difficult out there. There's a lot of unholy, ungodly, unloving things going on. Continue in your faith, growing and learning. Remember who taught you and what they gave you. Carry that on. 
And he says, you know the scriptures that have given you the wisdom to understand that there is salvation for you and for everybody in Christ Jesus. And he says, every scripture is inspired by God. Some translations say, God breathed. I would read that inspired and inspiring. That God breathed life and inspired these scriptures and continues to breathe life into them and through them into you and me as we continue in them. They are inspired, not expired. They continue to give inspiration for where we are, for where we find ourselves, for what we're dealing with, for what we're going through, even right now as we revisit them, no matter how long ago they were written or in what language. One of the beautiful things about the music that we're hearing today, I mean, music that was written long ago, but as we revisit it, we experience it in new ways. We find new angles on it. We find it inspiring us in a way that it hadn't before. Because this scripture is useful for teaching, for correcting, for shaping and forming our faith and our character, for training us. Some translations say useful, others say profitable. Some say that it's advantageous. Man, who couldn't use an advantage right now? There's an advantage for us in the scriptures. Not over and against someone else, but just in our own lives and living, and living to the fullness of who we were created to be in the midst of this sea of intranquility. We've been given this gift and encouraged to continue in it. In his work, Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis writes about the study of Scripture, the study of the Bible. And I really appreciate the way that he presents it, so I'm going to read it for you. He says, if a person once looked at the Atlantic from the beach and then goes and looks at a map of the Atlantic, they will be turning from something real to something less real The map is admittedly only colored paper, but there are two things you have to remember about it. In the first place, it is based upon what hundreds and thousands of people have found out by sailing the real Atlantic. In that way, it has behind it masses of experience, just as real as the one you could have from the beach. Only, while yours would be a single glimpse, the map fits all those different experiences together. And in the second place, if you want to go anywhere, the map is absolutely necessary. As long as you are content with walks on the beach, your own glimpses are indeed far more fun than looking at a map. There's something about continuing in the scriptures that we've been given that takes us places we've never been, takes us to depths that we've never explored in life. So that the person who belongs to God will be equipped for everything good that God created us to do. 
It's like going out into the ocean, spending time in the scripture, deeper, deeper, deeper. Now, we all start at the edge, right? At the edge of the water, and put our feet in, give that a second, make sure nothing's going to get us. And so maybe that's where you are. In your faith, in the scriptures, in your learning and growing. Most Sundays you'll hear and hear, I'll say something like, uh, for instance, I just read from 2 Timothy chapter 3. I read four verses out of there, but I'll say, hey, go and read chapter 3. Go read the whole chapter. It'd be good for you this week. There's a great little toes in the water thing to do. Just go read the chapter. Or we've got a devotional book that's published by the United Methodist Church called The Upper Room, and we make copies available. You can find it online. Just a daily devotional. Just something to read to give you a little opportunity, something to think about, a prayer. I think kind of like I did with our daughter and her cousins. You know, I just encouraged them out a little bit further. A little bit further. It's the darndest thing. You can do that with kids. It's really hard to do it with their parents. Those grown-ups. You try to encourage them to go a little bit deeper. And a little bit deeper. But they're on their own. They're making their own choices. All I can do is encourage them. But you may find as you read, as you think, as you pray, you may find something worth talking about with somebody else grab somebody hey gosh I read this what do you what do you think about that I don't know let's even better get a third person I don't know how much you know about relational dynamics but you gotta be careful with two people you can just sort of sit there and echo chamber each other it helps to add another voice or a few others you know what we've even got groups like that that are already going at this church Sunday school classes study groups, breakfast groups of all kinds. To just spend a minute together, grow and learn in our faith. You'll often hear me refer to Linda King. She's on staff. She's here this morning. She is our membership coordinator. She helps people find a place to plug in and grow. And Pastor Stacy leads our discipleship efforts. I mean, there's two good people right there that you could talk to and find a place where you could get involved in learning and growing and exploring the depths of the scriptures, the depths of your faith together. It makes me think of those images that I've seen this week from the uh, Webb Space Telescope. Have y'all seen these pictures they put that telescope a million miles from Earth. Launched it on Christmas Day last year and just have started putting the pictures together, showing us images of the vast expanse of the universe that we've never seen before. It's amazing. So are the depths of your faith. So are the depths of a life lived with God, with each other, 
growing, learning, studying, being formed into the child of God that you were created to be. It's amazing. Somebody in this church um, shared a thought with Pastor Stacy, and she shared it with me, and I'm sharing it with you. He's been around this church for a long time. And his comment was, I continue to wonder what blessings did I miss because my faith was a low priority. And just the corollary to that is I continue to wonder what blessings there are available to me today because my faith is a priority because I want to grow and deepen my faith. If you will, if you'll join with your church, it's the reason I love my church. My church learns together if you will I wonder what treasures you might discover in the name of the Father Son and Holy Spirit Amen